Hey Fadies, thanks for listening to The Fate of Ison. This is it! It's the final episode of Chapter 5, and holy moly, roly poly, guacamole, it's a big one. Uh, this is our biggest, baddest, and most powerful episode ever in a number of ways, and we are so unbelievably grateful that we get to share it with you. Uh, before we recap, just a quick reminder that you can grab yourself some sweet, beautiful dice, uh, dice bags, dice trays, and other dice-related stuff for a discount if you head over to our partners, metallicdicegames.com, and use the promo code FATEOFISEN. I use them, and you should too. Metallicdicegames.com, and use the promo code FATEOFISEN. Uh, alrighty, recap, let's do it. Last time in a tunnel beneath Timatunga, the Apple Squadeth met a power demon named Litkites, who said it was defecting from Crover and offered to help our heroes. They then overheard the young wielder Drafer begging to know the location of his father, before leaving via one of his signature portals. From the end of the tunnel, the Squadeth were summoned by what turned out to be Gilith, reborn in her favoured form, a ferocious red dragon. Wasting no time with small talk, Arcus launched an assault. We ready to go. Okay. Yeah. We should be yeah. unmuted. Where? Are we unmuted, chat? Be... Oh, I can see us. Ooh. I'm sure someone in the chat will let us know if they can hear us or not before we go anything. Maybe. <laughs> Thanks. Holla back. Ain't no holla back girl. Please let them say something. Oh, they can see us. Can they hear us? Can you hear us? <laughs> Does everyone feel back to front and front to back? <laughs> oh, look. The they can definitely hear us. Yay. It's a little laggy too. It turns out... <laughs> Julia can technology. I'm using technology as a verb. Right. <laughs> Round of applause for Julia and technology. I'm very happy with myself. Okay. Excuse the very trashy looking stream, guys. I just didn't have enough time. <laughs> just slap that wallpaper on there. Um, just a heads up to the lovely uh, people in the chat. Hello, everybody. Uh, I will not be viewing the uh, the live stream because last time I did that, I spent too much time uh, chatting with y'all, typey-typey, uh, instead of paying attention to the actual game that was taking place. Uh, so this is a farewell from me. Um, the players can interact with you if they want to, but I am uh, I'm Audi. It's game time for me. Oh, I'm on there. I'm on there as Jules Unloved. So if you Boy, need me, Ollie in control right. of the Fader Bison account as well. So <laughs> get rid of some hot takes in the chat. Oh, yeah. The Fader Bison account is being run by Oliver tonight. So watch out, everyone. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein couldn't melt steel beams. It's all coming out tonight, folks. I've been in the deep um, web. I've been in the dark web. I've got some theories. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's crack... Let's just crack. Let's crack. Let's get cracked. Let's get cracked. Crack Let's get crack a lacking, everybody. Uh, I am DM Brad, of course, and I am joined uh, on this recording audio and video um, by a, uh, a lovely gentleman uh, by the name of Oliver Scripps. 
Kilda. And uh, another person by the name of Jules Daniel. Hello. AKA JD. <laughs> and also uh, to my right, I'm not looking at the, the video stream anymore, so I don't know if it's to my right on for other I'm people, but above. it's a. Uh, I'm above Jules you, Burgesser. Ugh, I don't like the sound of that. Um, <laughs> we are ready to play um, Dungeons and Dragons for the Fate of Ice in Chapter Five, Episode Twenty Two. Uh, this we've been saying this may or may not be the final episode of this chapter. Uh, it all really comes down to uh, how much time we waste on uh, wasting time. Do so. Do you, lovely players, want to um, recap what happened last time? Oh, we like it better when you do it, Brad. For <laughs> like totally reasons of you're just better at it not because we you know don't remember or anything thanks <laughs> um okay so last time they uh were deep in the dungeon of timatanga uh, beneath a volcano in the wild a continent to the west of the main continent of ison which is also the spiritual resting place of crover the god of power and the re uh, rebirth place of uh, the eternal creatures Anfa and Gilith. They were venturing down a cave and they met a uh, larvary magmary bird demon, which was a, uh, a demon that worked formerly for Crover but has defected because Crover is a dick. Um, they continued down this tunnel and they found Dreyfer, the young wielder of immense power who was having an argument with a, an, a at the time unseen creature saying things like my father please free my father or tell me where my father is I've done what you asked that sort of thing uh, and then he left via a portal after learning the location of said father you then confronted a red dragon at the end of this tunnel which is uh, the immortal being Gilif reborn in her favored form and almost immediately upon seeing this dragon, um, Arcus announced that they will attack with their lightning staff. So we crack straight into it with uh, very little time for expositional roleplay. And to describe the area you're in, this is inside the crater of a volcano. You can see daylight 200 feet above you. There is a 100 foot diameter island surrounded by a 10 to 15 foot wide moat of lava. As we left it, uh, Marley had ridden Hodge over the moat of lava and Banfor had hitched a ride on Hodge's ankles. We, we did roll initiative, but I'm going to let Arcus get one free shot off before the initiative begins. So if you would like to, Arcus, roll an attack or do some amazing magical thing with your lightning staff. Yeah, I want to, um, <clears throat> I believe I want to lightning strike it. How far away is it? I would say that since this island is a hundred foot diameter, we'll assume it's roughly in the center, so fifty feet from you. Oh yeah, that's yeah, I can get that. So you you need to make a, a dexterity saving throw. Okay, we are straight into the rolls. This is good. Fourteen. Oh, okay. Yep, you've failed. Ah. Um. So you take ninety six lightning damage. Nine, oh, wow, okay. Uh, <laughs> <just wait> up, <laughs> and the fight yeah. is over. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah, 96, okay. You uh, fool, Brad. Now we know it has less than 96 hit points. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Wait. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 
Nine. I can do numbers. Roll. Thirty-four. Just 34. Okay. So describe the way you shoot a bolt uh, this, of, across this fifty-foot distance, and there's this moat that it goes yeah. over and um, into part of an island. Okay. Yeah. So I, I hold, I hold it up, uh, the steer like, like a trident, maybe, <laughs> and or in much a javelin fashion, I just kind of go, yeah, but I don't let go. <laughs> Yeah, and what it just shoots out the bottom. It just shoots, well, from the tip, <laughs> in an arc. Okay. So it is shoot- it like a rainbow arc? I'm like, sorry. It like- shoots from the tip in an arc. It's like an really? arc yeah. rope, is it? Yeah, from the- like a like an arc of lightning. So it comes. Okay. So you just you like, like a- ah, and then it just yeah. shoots out and like it's it a quick thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does it's it hit just, in the face or like the chest or? Um, yeah, I think it, I think yeah, what like tits, right? Like the, the breast. Oh, the dragon has tits. I'm sure we, yeah, we, yeah. All, we all are picturing the dragon with tits, obviously. How could you <laughs> picture a dragon any other way? The female anything in fantasy setting, it's going to have tits whether it has tits or not. Yeah, and the the lightning just like it like ricochets. <laughs> oh no! Good, good. Good, good, good. So, like, 15 minutes into this recording, and uh, <laughs> we've already gone there. So that's the good. Has tits, uh, I, I and it's been lightning cum shot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is that what that was? No. Bradley Bradleyson. You have Bad mind. Bad yeah. brain. Um, okay, so this arc of lightning, uh, metaphor or otherwise, um, <laughs> strikes the, the dragon uh, yep, square, in the, square in the breast and uh it just hits the red scales of the dragon and just sort of splashes into like several smaller arcs of electricity and then dissipates and it sort of growls in disapproval and now it's marley's turn in the initiative cue the dramatic music brad in post-op post-op post-production Okay, I mean, you could. Um, So we left Hodge and I flying kind of over there with Bamford dramatically hanging from Hodge's foot, right? So yeah, so you you can land before you start your turn if that's what you want to do. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think actually what I want to do is like fire from where I am and sort of hover low enough so that Bamfor can drop without taking any damage. Do you know what I mean? Hodge could easily fly low to the ground. Yeah, so I think not, he just... Not, not low enough that Bamfor's feet drag in the lava. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if this is Hodge's turn or my turn, um, but essentially we want to fly close to the island, drop Bamfor off, like story-wise, I know his turn comes after mine, and then sort of like fly up on a bit of an angle so that I can fire from the air. Okay, so that's your your turn um, using, uh, but Hodge is your movement. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, the AC is 19. I'm going to be transparent with ACs because it makes it um, a bit more dramatic because you know immediately if your rolls succeed or fail. Okay, 19, I have a, okay. I have a yeah. plus 9, so all I need to roll is a 10 or higher. Alright, let's do this. That's a 15 on the dice, folks. So that is a five plus six is eleven. 
piercing, magical, piercing damage, please. Um, <laughs> okay. And then, so question, Brad. Um, if nope. that... <laughs> <laughs> if that is still my turn, and Hodge isn't, I'm deciding to not give Hodge a turn, then I can I can use my now, my new thing where I can attack twice since I leveled. You're, if you're only using Hodge for movement and you are essentially uh, in a symbiotic relationship with Hodge while you ride him, <laughs> then yes, you still get two attacks. Yay, so that's a 13 on the dice for the second one. So I'd like to roll again and I dropped one of my D6s in my tray. So I'm just going to go with that. And that is a 12 magic PSE damage, please. And thank you. So you end up uh, in total firing off four bolts. So yes. two double shots and they all strike true on the dragon's sort of like neck area. All four in the like the one spot too. Nice. It rears up and roars to the sky. And it's now its turn. So dum 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 It is going to uh, yeah finish its anguished roar and then take three big colossal steps forward. So it brings itself closer to where Marley and our, um, Marley and Hodge are in the air, sort of near it, and also close to Banfor as well. And I need both of you to roll a deck save. Okay. DC seventeen. Nice. It a 12. 23. Okay, so, uh, band four. Who I think ended a rage before this came up. <laughs> Last episode. Ask the chat. <laughs> did band four enter a rage or not? Ask them. Last episode, I think I did. <laughs> chat, hit me back. Fly for me. Be the, be the thing I need you to. No, I'm 99% sure I did. Well, I roll damage. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm telling you right now, this is 16d6. You're lying to me. Are you lying to me? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, then it's only 8d6. Well, kind of, you know. It is is kind of a big old red dragon. Thumbs up on the Rajay. Thank you, Ellie. Okay, so... And and squished. And squished. Thank you. Okay, so uh, it delivers uh, 62 fire damage in yeah. this huge uh, sweeping cone from like it starts left to right and it just covers both of you in uh, completely in flames but uh, since you uh, one of you succeeded on your deck save and the other one is raging uh, you take half of that wow um so how much is that someone do the math on that for me 31 31 <laughs> thanks so the oh, dragons are quite strong yeah they hurt okay yeah, but you're, you're lucky it, it failed on recharging it, so it can't do that again next turn. Well, and now, if only... Okay. And now Banfor. So I still have a potion of fire giant strength hanging out. You sure do. Um, so I'm going to use my bonus action to gun that little puppy back. Nice. There you go, boom. Cool. Okay, okay. Sweet. So, plus eleven to hit. Cool. So, I've got um, two remaining attacks, uh, both of which will be my axe sword, uh, as I charge nice. towards the dragoneth. Okay. So you just run, charging to close the distance between you and this thing. So it's, I'd say it's about thirty feet away from from where you are. How about you, sir? One of them's a fourteen. One of them's a twenty-five. I'm going to drop a early luck on rerolling that fourteen. 
Um, so I've got a hit and a cool. So a 25 and a 24 to hit. And then um, I'm going to do my little damage here. 23 damage. Total of 23 for the two attacks? Yeah, it's going to take a while. Uh, yeah, so you just slash away at it, you know, one way and then slash back the other. And it doesn't seem all that concerned. You barely scrape the thick red scales on its underbelly. And now Arcus, who is at a distance, still on the other side of the moat. Uh, okay, I want to, I want to, I'll take my other hand and I'll cast Guiding Bolt at the dragon's titty area again. Okay. <laughs> All about damn titties. Uh, well, uh, fuck. What? Um, <laughs> I rolled an eight. Total? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can you do anything else in your turn? Uh, you could let me summon my spiritual weapon. Okay. <laughs> All right. Summon. Uh, what? What do you summon? I I want it to be um, <laughs> what's it called? We um, like Bart Simpson has. Skateboard. <laughs> Slingshot. <laughs> Slingshot. <laughs> I want to summon a skateboard. <laughs> An alcoholic father. <laughs> <laughs> An alcoholic father. <laughs> okay, we're back to the top of the initiative, and I need all three of you to roll a dexterity saving throw. Okay, that doesn't sound terrifying at all. Please don't tell me this thing has, like, lear actions and legendary actions and all of that. Hey, it's not very good. I got a 10. I got a 25. Uh, six. Okay. Um, so the dragon, uh, like, raises its head into the sky and then brings its head down and does this really guttural, deep roar. And the entire moat bursts up in this shower of lava. And those of you who got beneath a 15... Um, you take 23 fire damage from a rain of lava. Do I half that? You are resistant to fire, so yes, you do. And Banfor halves it because he is raging as well. And Marley succeeded, so she only takes half that as well. And now it's Marley's turn. <sighs> I want to do my Song of Doom, but I can't do my song of doom because my song of doom takes two actions and if I'm going to be alive I can't be doing that for two actions right now so because I'm gonna die um so I would like to uh cast hail of thorns as my bonus action please you're still riding hodge yeah I'm still riding hodge Okay, so I got this cool visual that as it's raining lava on this island, you're like zipping and zooming in between the droplets. Yeah. Back. And so and so Marley realizes that she's gonna need to bring out the big guns, right? And so she when she knocks her bolt back, she like sort of casts an extra sort of thing on it and you see it glow green as it sits there, and then she's readying it to loose, um, praying that this actually works. And She's going to roll, basically. See if she hits. Okay. Cool. Okay. So that is a 11. Uh, I think we decided that anything over a 10 hits, so that's good. So that's a hit. But um, Hail of Thorns is not, like, an automatic. They have to do a dexterity saving throw, and it's only a dex 14 saving throw, please, Brad. You got a 12. 
Okay, cool. So I'm firing off this bolt and basically like along with this bolt comes a whole lot of other arrows, which it manages not to dodge out of the way of basically. So yeah. I get to roll my so, two bolts. So Gillif does this sort of uh, like attempting to move thing, but not quite knowing which direction to go. And then split second, it's too late. Yeah. It's rained on with arrows. Nice. So 17 from the magic bolts. And then I need to get 3d10. Where are my d10s? Why do I not have my d10s ready for the spell? Okay. And 3d10s. And I get 16 more from the porcupine arrow things. Um, and then I'd like to use my second attack, please. Okay, Cool. And she gets 16 on the dice for that one and roll Beast. one outside of the tray but that's fine so that is an eight plus the six so that's 14 as she notches these next two bolts she can't buff these two bolts so they just fly out they go blue um striking her again so she got hit with like a bunch of green and four blue bolts yeah. nice with your second attack she puts up a wing and they just like embed in her wing but they still hurt nice Okay, and now it's her turn, and since she's getting pestered a lot by this woman flying a wolf, she is going to uh, slash at you and Hodge with her claws. She's going to aim for Hodge's AC, because she's going to try and knock you out of the sky. Okay. Hodge has an AC of 13, by the way. <laughs> His AC's not great. Okay, so two claw attacks. The first one is 13. Okay. <laughs> And second one is 15. So yeah, so she slashes one claw and knocks him out of the ground, uh, knocks him down to the ground, and I'd say knocks you off as well at the same time. Yeah, fair. And does some damage and slashes at him again while he's on the ground. So sort of pins him to the ground with her claws to do a total. Of 19 slashing damage to Hodge. Okay and will also at the same time crane her neck towards where Banfor is and try and bite him. Uh, that's only a 17. Does not hit. Yeah, so I'd say you, you like hold up your shield and she just like smashes her face into your shield. And then um, says something, insert something cool. Say, pretend I said something cool here. <laughs> <laughs> Accident post-op. <laughs> because Marley didn't take any damage, can can we say that she like saw it coming and kind of leapt and did like a cool like action roll and came up with her crossbow up? Sure, and um, willingly left your animal companion to die. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, she says, "Pathetic worms." And then it's Banfor's turn. What size class is this animal? It is, what I'm using is on paper large, but I'm sort of going between large and huge. Cool. Um, Benfor's going to use uh, his bonus and one attack as um, axe attacks. And then we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna wrestle us a little dragon. <laughs> she's a lot bigger than you. She's not, uh, the, she's not a huge, like an enormous dragon that you would imagine from like um, big fantasy, high fantasy tales. In fact, she's probably a lot smaller than you anticipated she would be. I've met a dragon before in this game, Bradley, and things happened to that dragon skull. <laughs> they but, sure did. 
There wasn't a live dragon. Well, look, let's just hope the same rules apply. So we'll just see where this rodeo go, the O. Okay, roll what you got to roll. Two, attacketh of the axeth. Mm. Is not going to happen. That's a 14. The next one, also a 14. Forget I said anything. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> Strength check, I believe, contested, yes. Rolio. You are fucking joking. I'm using a luck point to negate that natural one. (laughs) Sorry. Chaos curse. Come on. I will use another luck point. Oh my god. That's all of them gone. Chat. Um, Reroll a 14. On strength, I have a plus seven. It's not going well. Oh, on a strength against a dragon. I mean, I would. Uh, screw it, because when you have them grappled, you tend to actually be able to do damage. Plus, if you actually have them grappled, <laughs> it makes it a lot easier for me. But I, you know, I'm just saying Ride this the as dragon. a dragon as, rider, as a as a player. Uh, in character, Marley is uh, not helpful. Sorry. <laughs> Look, I don't hate you. I wouldn't. I'd never hate the player. I would only hate the game. Um, I have. Don't hate my game. Yeah, the game is. Playing Brad Part Five. Um, I've used luck. I've rerolled to get a twenty-one. Okay. Um, well, I'll tell you right now. You wasted that luck point. You got a seven. <laughs> Fucking knew it. So you successfully grapple this red dragon. Which is, I'd say, if I'm looking for a comp, uh, comparable size, I'd say maybe the, like, with neck extended, height of a giraffe, maybe? Oh, yeah, I could wrestle that. It's just me. Yeah. <laughs> now, that I'd pay to see. So you are now, gra- how, describe how you're grappling it. Um, is this, like, an arm and neck? Are you trying to climb on the back? What, what are we doing? What are we talking here? What are we talking? <laughs> what are we talking? I think I'm just going to grapple one wing. Okay. And just make a real nuisance of myself. I'm just going to try and pin a, a wing to the neck, I think. Get, I'll get my arms and my legs around the neck, and an arms and my leg around the wing, and I'll just try and bring them together, like a big bulldog clip. I like that. You're making yourself as annoying as possible. That's every day of my life, bro. <laughs> Vouch. Um, and now Arcus. <laughs> I'm trying to decide if, if what Banfer is doing should change what I planned to do no don't factor (laughs) (laughs) it never stopped marley doing thunder waves Mm -mm. great okay yeah Uh, i would like to cast ice storm which causes a hail of rock hard ice to pound the ground in a 20 foot radius in a 40 foot high cylinder centered on a point within range okay each creature in the cylinder must make a dexterity saving throw Mechanically speaking, that uh, I'm going to say that they both get disadvantage on this. <laughs> it can't really go anywhere if Banfall is being that much of a nuisance, but neither can he. <laughs> okay, so that's six, and my deck ball was a seven, so woohoo. I've got a plus two, mate. I'm not very dexterous. Okay, that is deck save 13. Failed. Okay. So you have to take the uh, way it's more because I did it at a higher level. Seven. Oh wait, no. Nine hundred d six. Over nine thousand. 
Um, you have to take 2d8 bludgeoning damage and 4d6 cold. Okay, roll it up. I'm doing it. Uh, 10 on the 2d8. <laughs> yeah, just math. <laughs> so 10 uh, bludgeoning damage and 13 the other kind of damage that I said. Cold. Yeah. Yeah, cold damage. 10, 10, 10 bludgeoning, 13 cold. Okay, Banfor and the Red Dragon both get um, pelted with heavy ice rocks that come out of nowhere, and then because of the environment that we're in, it, they dissipate and they form like a cool, not hazardous level of steam. Not like the steam room we had uh, earlier in the dungeon. Won't <laughs> <laughs> do that to you. Um, but you definitely get like a steam rising effect uh, and then it quickly dissipates into the environment. And now we're back around to the top and it is Marley on the ground poised to attack. Yep, it is. I'm just a bit confused as to what to do here. It's uh, It doesn't seem to be going terribly in our favour. I'm going to... Because I'm assuming I'm pretty close to Gillif, right? Where I landed. So I'm going to use part of my movement to like run over to Banfor and pat him a little bit and just be like, come on Banfor, you can do it, I believe in you. And just Bardic Inspirate you. Um, Bardic Inspirate? You don't have to touch for that, right? Oh yeah, I don't have to, but I just do it anyway. And then I run back. Okay. Um, Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a wuss. Um, so <laughs> that's my bonus action. And I think I'm just gonna keep firing. I really can, can we just pause a moment to think about how just reflect on how absurd that is she runs in to Banfor holding on to the dragon taps him which she doesn't have to do and then runs back away <laughs> like, <laughs> like doorbell ditch or whatever that game is you ring the door and just what a little pest <laughs> she's really trying really hard not to thunder wave and she had to remind herself that there was a friend there, an ally there. She just sort of tapped them and was like, I'm thinking about you, and then ran out again. <laughs> like, it was like, <laughs> you should be thankful I'm not casting Thunder Wave right now, because that is her go-to. So, you know, it makes sense. How, like, so this thing is pretty big. I, I kind of want to cast Cloud of Daggers so that I hit the back end of Gillif where Bamfor isn't. Okay, because that's like a only a five-foot cube, right? Yeah. Yeah, you could easily get Gillif and not Banfor with something that small. Cool. So uh, that's what I want to do. And um, that doesn't do anything right now because it's like they take the slashing damage when they enter the spell's area or when they start their turn there. So at the start of Gillif's yep. turn, they'll take damage. Uh, so uh, other than that, I'd like uh, when does Hodge's turn happen? In tandem with you. It's, cool. it's an extension of your turn. So Hodge being annoyed that he got swiped at would like to run in and bite please run in or fly in well no because he's on the ground so he'll just okay. run in and bite um, just does a cool quick wolf run yeah, and he just kind of lunges over and just at whatever he can get his hands on well his yep. mouth try and bite down on a leg yeah pretty much uh he only gets an 18 to hit i don't believe that actually does it does it 18 okay. misses yeah it's a miss um and then because it wouldn't be all of his movement can he like run away again like so he does sort of does that dog thing where they like run in and they're like and then he like skitters off a bit uh i could 
do a an attack of opportunity. But I only won't. he only wants to move. Oh yeah, no yeah. He, uh, but oh, wait, yeah. can she do attacks of opportunity if she's grappled? I'm gonna say in this instance, yeah, she could if she's just like whipping her head around. Yeah, that's true. I'll allow it. Okay, so he just runs five. He just runs five foot off. So it's only a five foot step. <laughs> <laughs> Not how that works, but sure, why not? I'll allow it. Um, it's Gillif's turn now, anyway, and um, it is going to. Let's see. How how mean should I be here? I believe the chat would probably tell you very. I mean, like. Um, so Banfall's attached to the wing, so I'm going to say that she's going to turn her neck and try and bite Banfall on her own wing. I'm on the neck and the wing. I'm trying to hold the neck oh, okay. and the wing together. In that case, yeah, that definitely can't happen. And that, um, so, yep. So you won't be able to hold her in position at all. So you're just stuck to her, but she can still move freely. Well, she have trouble flapping because I've got her wing oh, by yeah. her neck. Yeah. If she's walking on foot, she can move freely. She won't be able to fly. Oh, stuck like that. So in that case, she is going to uh, stomp, stomp, stomp over to uh, Merscraf and um, try and do a swipey, swipey, bitey triple attack. Uh, Merscraf only has a 15 AC, so. Okay, so that is a bad time for a nat 20. Oh, holy fuck. I knew I should have healed myself. Cool. Okay, so nat 20 bites is uh oh boy. Oh. Uh, 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 help uh, you're lucky she's rolling oh, wait. really low on this damage it's her, it's her turn eh so she just before she does that she needs to take oh, yep. 64 damage but but go ahead keep rolling okay yep. 60 yeah, yeah if you do your 64 damage mm-hmm. um so that is Uh, 29 piercing and 3 fire from the um, bite so she just chomps down super hard on you does that fail you? Uh, 29 and 3 fire yeah 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 I'm, I'm you're down? Looking, I'm out for the count um, but okay. I would like to do 20 damage to her from my cloud of Oof. daggers before she before that happens nice okay Yep. So as she is running towards you, yeah, this cloud of daggers just start appears over her body and just starts like shredding her up. Um, and she takes this big bite on you, and because um, it's dropped you to the ground, she's no longer concerned about you whatsoever. She is going to turn to um, Arcus, who is over the other side of the moat. Um, yeah, she's going to charge over to Arcus and lean, oh, stand one foot in the lava. And just swipe across you, uh, swipe across the moat with two slashes of her claws. So she's not being restricted at all by the grapple. No, she's bigger than you. She can still move freely. She just probably can't fly, and she can't attack you. And you'll have advantage against uh, her for attacks. Mm-hmm. There's still a bonus on you being attached to her, dude. That's a 22 and a 15. Um, the 22 gets. Okay. Uh, you take 12 slashing damage from um, from a swipe of her claws across this lava moat. <sighs> yeah. Are you still up? Yeah, I am still up, yeah. And now it's Banfor's turn, clinging to this dragon. 
and you're you actually are quite close to the lava now as well like her body is partly immersed and you're not that far away from it uh Banfor can see continues to not um <laughs> give a fuck um and will uh, attack thricely from his position atop okay right? roll three attacks with advantage do i have to use one to maintain the grapple so i'm not gonna say that i'm gonna let you go for this cool um so it's advantage to hit yeah yeah i just like this visual of like you holding on and going smash 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 so net 20 to hit Oof. okay um and then a 23 to hit and a 27 to hit so three including a net 20. cool all right so 16 14 so that's 30 off the first hit 14 off the second hit so 44 damage and 16 off the third so 60 damage total good stuff so you're clinging to it so describe the way that you're managing to hold on but still doing these attacks um have you ever seen Jean-Luc Van Damme hit a split imagine that but with like a staple leg at the end so he's just hooking with a perfect flat split one leg tucked around the wing right around the neck and he's just stabbing between his thighs downwards it's powerful it's supple it's erotic stabbing between the thighs He's and he's just it's either side of his pinyas as well. So like it's full it's high stakes, man, but that's what happens when you hit a twenty-seven, <laughs> a twenty-six, and a thirty-one. You can do that sort of. Um Okay. And now Arcus, you have the dragon in your face and Banfor is like <laughs> 10, 10, 15 feet away from you. Fuck. Um Okay, yep. Uh can I chomp some apples? <laughs> Or is that going to use up <laughs> too much uh, of it? An apple will use a full action. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I I would like to cast Mass Healing Word. It says up to six creatures of your choice that you can see within range. Can I choose myself as well? Yep. And what's the range? <laughs> 60 feet. I'd say that's enough to get to Marley. Okay, yeah. Yep. <laughs> cool. Um, oh, can you see her? She's behind this dragon. Hmm. Hey! No, that's... Hey. <laughs> Brad! <laughs> this, is, this is all you... Okay. This is all Marley is right now. <laughs> um, Alright, so Arcus, you, I mean, if that's what you want to do, you can cast Mass Healing Word. Um, yeah. And you can also use your bonus action to attack with your spiritual weapon as well, can't you? Yeah, I was, I was gonna s- say... Okay, so what's your word? What's your word that gives such good healing, such good, good? Get that good. Um, Sexual healing. Sexual (laughs) healing. (laughs) (laughs) I think think it's rain. (laughs) Because the rains are blessed. It's down in Africa. Um, But... (laughs) Brains, you're like mouse. So does rain like stick? My mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Stick head out. She so. she sticks her head out. She gives a little thumbs up. <laughs> Squeakums. Yeah. And then I heal seven <laughs> to everyone. I mean. <laughs> okay. I mean, dude. That's enough to bring Marley. Yeah. Back. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then you better than nothing. Your spiritual weapon. I get a fourteen to hit. That's a miss. 
Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so you've got your spiritual slingshot um, hovering somewhere near you, and you fire a spiritual stone. <laughs> and, um, I'd say that uh, it just sort of bounces off without effect. It's so close. Surely it, I should have an advantage to hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's grappled, actually. So yeah, roll, roll, roll again. Advantage. It is grappled. Great. Thank you. It's, just, <laughs> it's not held in place, but it is distracted, which means Hodge probably should have had advantage on his bike too. But meh. You're just so mean to me, Brad. It's because I keep threatening to quit the podcast, isn't it? <laughs> Someone told me actually. Really, stop saying that. We all know. <laughs> and I was like, okay, fifth. Okay, JD, what's what's that attack with advantage? Uh, I got twelve, so. <laughs> oh, twelve this time. Okay, yeah. So, uh, still a fail. So, what I said before, spiritual slingshot fires a spiritual rock, has no effect. And we are back round to Marley, who's just regains seven hit points and is awake. <laughs> I love that. That's like so dramatic. It's like you're not actually coming back to life. You're just coming back from a sleep. Um, cool. Okay. So she is going to quickly as a bonus action from the ground sing a sweet little song that's called mantle of inspiration which uh gives bardic inspiration like eight temporary hp up to people i can see 60 foot so everybody should be within about 60 foot of me so they all get uh eight temporary hp which is nice does that include gillen um no it's people i choose <laughs> well you don't choose the dragon who's trying to murder you weird no uh <laughs> so that happens and then she also from lying on the ground is still feeling pretty bad about life um is gonna kill into herself just to get herself back up and i think okay that's kind of my turn brad i'm I'm sitting on 33 HP. It's not great, yeah, better than but zero. it's better than I was. Um, okay, Gillif, while in that current position right in front of Arcus, is just going to do a bite on the cloudy boy. Um, that is only a 12, which I assume that misses your AC. Your AC that, is 15, isn't it? Yeah, uh, no, my AC is 18. Oh, 18, oh yeah, so yeah, it's, it easily misses you, so she just, lo- like lunges her neck forward but she's being um pulled back or at least slowed down by banfor thank goodness so she snaps her jaws shut right in front of you arcus but uh to, to no effect other than you, you can feel her hot breath uh and then she is annoyed at banfor so she is going to use her uh, the rest of her turn to first fly up 40 feet in the air with him she can't fly um, i will athletics with a with disadvantage <laughs> What's she doing? She's trying to fly up in the air with you attached, but with disadvantage. And I would say a 10 is not enough to do that. So she just ineffectively f- tries to flap her wings, but you are stopping her from doing that. Uh, and then I guess with her other action, she's just going to try again. That is a 20. So I would say 20 is enough to fly up into the air, but she is now flying with you attached. And now it is Banfor's turn. Good. I would assume I'm now attached to her neck area. Yep. And I'm going to shock the audience here, but I'm going to get to seven. 
Uh, with advantage currently as well, yes? Uh, yes, yep, still advantage. You can't really miss. Yeah, 24 off the first, 13 off the second, and 25 off the third. So that's two hits. Okay. And 25 damage total. Does, as a, as a free bonus action, she looking puffed out at all? Uh, yeah, you <laughs> attacks um, have opened up several gashes around her neck area. Um, she is bleeding like magmary hot blood, um, and then because you're flying forty feet up in the air, it's like dripping down almost like a rain on anyone below her. Like, um, for example, Marley Craft and her pet Hodge. Um, and as a second bonus action, try a little bit. You've already had your bonus as an attack, but as a free action, I'll let you. Try some and take some fire damage. <laughs> <laughs> What's it taste like? Uh, tastes like jalapenos. Forbid- oh, nice. Forbidden juice. It, it tastes like fire, fire damage. It feels like poo. <laughs> Taste the rainbow. Spicy. And now we're down to Arcus, who is still on the other side of this moat. Mm. I-, I would love... I'd love to cast... Wait, how far away is the dragon now? 50 to 60 feet away in a diagonal upward. Okay. Um, I'm gonna... I, I would like to cast... Yeah, Shatter. I would like to cast Shatter. Okay. Um, so you need to make a, a constitution saving throw. Uh, yeah. And so does Banfall? Yes. <laughs> I have received an unnatural 20 for that. You had pretty good constitution. So did she. Unnat 20. Fine. Um, The dragon's made of organic material, right? Yeah. Do, 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 do. It's 29, so take half damage. So take 14. And for a bonus action, I'd like to use my slingshot, please. Okay. Uh, You can do that with advantage, because... Band 4 is a nuisance. <laughs> sure is. Get off me, mortal! <laughs> I, I rolled a 17. <laughs> Sorry, first one was 17, second one is uh, 21. Okay, that's a hit with your spiritual slingshot. With my slingshot, I, I get my slingshot and I aim for between the dragon's eyes, if I can. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not indeed? Uh, eight. Eight spiritual... spiritual eight damage. force damage? Eight force damage. Okay, nice. Yeah, you hurl this little, tiny little spiritual pebble um, across the distance and it hits Gilliff square between the eyes and she goes cross-eyed for a second. Like... Oh. <laughs> 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 you are bigger pests than I ever could have imagined. Um, and now... <laughs> what? Sorry. HB half-elf, if they have a druid or a druid, summon a woodland creatures and get fairies and have fairies turn the dragon into a fuzzy bunny. I mean, <laughs> like, we would, but we we don't have a druid. <laughs> you're not wrong, but you're also not correct. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Nice to have you. <laughs> um, and now we are back round to Mali. So this is round. Oh, okay. Everybody, roll a deck save. Oh, 
fun. Okay. Uh, excluding Banfor, actually. I got a 17. Okay. I will have a... what? What's... 22. 22. Okay. Cool. So, uh, Gilliff roars very loudly. And the moat erupts with lava once again. Uh, in a rain of lava. And both of you, because you succeeded on your deck saves, you only take 12 fire damage. Which... So six, if I... Oh, no, that, that is halved oh, that, yeah. already. Oh, yeah, 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 but then I have fire resistance. Oh, and then resistance, yeah, you take six. Nice, yep. yeah. Nice. Score. <sighs> Should I heal? And now it's Marley's turn. Down on the ground. Okay. So I uh, I asked the chat what I should do for my turn because I figured I was using it so badly. <laughs> um, so they, they requested that I... I do a, um, a hunter's mark, oh, yeah. so I'm going to do that yep. as my bonus action, and then they have said more bolts, uh, so I'm going to do that as my action. Okay. So let's roll to, I'm not even going to stand up, she's just going to fire from lying down. Um, cool. Okay, so she rolled a 12, so plus, 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 lots, nine, yep, cool. Done. Hits. So I roll. Oh, nice. Two sixes. Thanks, chat. I'm going to put that down to you. So that is a 18 um, on the first two blue bolts that shoot out from her bow as she's lying down, plus the hunter's mark for just being super accurate, which is another three. Um, so 19 from the first attack, which is pretty freaking sweet. Pretty happy about okay. that. And then she'd like to, she'd like to roll her second lot of bolts, please. Which okay. is not gonna hit because she only got a nine, so that's an eighteen to hit. So I believe that misses. Okay, so you're you're doing these attacks from lying down on the ground, shooting straight up, are you? Yeah. Okay, so like Gillif's directly above you, and you're making these attacks. Yeah. I'm just firing like straight into whatever I can see that's not going to give me a disadvantage. So like her leg, if it's like, like far enough away from me, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so since you're lying on the ground, I yeah. probably should have given you disadvantage on that um, deck save against the lava moat. But uh, instead, I'm going to punish you in a different oh, yeah. way. You are directly beneath this dragon. How do you kill the dragon? <gasps> really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Thank you, chat! <laughs> so, um, okay, so yeah. So it, she fires it directly underneath and she was going for like slightly away from her. So she went kind of for the underbelly and the like further away, but the bolts hit doof doof straight into it and like pierced the liver or something really important and like shredded it. And then this dragon just like like falls and flops on top of yeah, it. So the first thing completely. that happens is you need to make a deck save with disadvantage against the rain of lava blood that's about to shower on you. Yeah, that fit, that that makes sense, Brad. Um, I appreciate that fact. And I rolled a seven plus seven, so that's a deck save of fourteen, <clears throat> my friend. Okay, uh, you take uh, nineteen fire damage from getting rained on by fire okay. blood. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm still up currently. <laughs> 
Um, and Banfor is riding the corpse of this dragon as it falls. Um, do you do any fancy pantsy reactions? Well, <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah, it would be Gillif's turn right now, and but obviously she can't act, so it would be your turn next. As a blood hunter. <laughs> yes, someone literally just said in the chat. Pop it! <laughs> gonna pop it, this beastie. Yeah. Where did we get to on attacking self slash attacking the ground? Last time you did this was with the giant on oh, the back gargantuan blue bird, oh. and you narratively gave me the gift of a nearby badger mm. uh, for it to attack. There are no living things in this room besides your companions. Um. Banfor is going to... And the mice on your person. <laughs> throw a mouth. But, I mean, if you pop in it, you can stand it up, right, from Marley, so... Yeah, so it's currently crushing Marley. It's falling towards Marley. Mm-hmm. Like, in the next, like, three, four seconds, it will land on Marley. <laughs> Banfor um, uses his Bloodhunter uh, ability to make it seek and attack towards Arcus. <laughs> and then as it crosses the moat, he drops the... Bloodhunter curse. Okay. Nice. So nice. I see where you're So you just pilot it away from Marley towards Arcus and then, and then just let it drop. Smack it on the back of the head with the axe and let it into the moat. Okay. <laughs> I love it. And how do you dismount? You're gonna have to acrobatics to get off this thing. Really um I think do we want do we want like a roll? I think just into like a really powerful deep squat. <laughs> <laughs> power pose like i've been restricting the motion of quite a daddy dragon so these things are just popping like a couple of fucking watermelons in a sack listening and it pops into a beautiful deep squat and then just boom straight up yeah i won't get you to roll for that that's dope (laughs) it's just this like almost sumo-esque like power (laughs) squat pose (laughs) just like i just grappled a fucking dragon (laughs) look at me now (laughs) um Okay, so sexual the... dragon, sexual. <laughs> Dismount the dragon, and its body just plunges into the lava moat, um, and it just very slowly sinks. It doesn't burn up or anything like it; just sinks into a liquid. Because it probably yeah. has fire resistance or something. <laughs> yeah, and, but then you notice, uh, like, just the sort of blue. Uh, droplets of energy sort of like reverse rain um, like lifting up from where it was and just dissipated uh, into the environment I said explain the water cycle <laughs> my religion you see the droplets are evaporated <laughs> the evil goes back to where it came from so now um, we are left with uh, Arcus still on the other side of the moat um, but on the island is um, Banfor in his power squat pose, uh, Marley lying on the ground covered in fire, um, Hodge somewhere nearby, and a golden pool in the middle of the island. Uh, Banfor run away and beat the fire out with his hands. Yeah, I'll just let you, yeah, you just do that. You just pat her down until she's no longer on fire. Good. That's, I'm sure, how she wishes to be. Not to interfere with your autonomy, obviously. <laughs> Sorry, did you want to be on fire? I'm, I should Sorry, have assumed. I didn't mean to sort of mansplain you off of fire <laughs> if you, that's how you express who you are. 
Sorry. I grew up in, a, in an anti-fire household. I just, I just, that's how I've learned. <laughs> stop, drop, and roll. More like, don't stop or don't drop. Definitely don't roll. <laughs> You're nailing this, JD. You're nailing it. Fantastic. I couldn't have said it better in another language. In another language? Could have only said it better in English. So, you know, look, you've got me there. You've got us all there. Go on, um, make up something funny on the spot. Go. Do a comedy. Do it. Do, it, do a comedy. Do it. Do it. Because <laughs> it's, it's just do that it. easy, folks. It's that easy. You just do no, a comedy. No, sure it is. So, yeah, you are in the, the mouth of this volcano. Um, you've killed the thing you came here to kill. What do you do? Um, we didn't just kill the thing we came here to kill, Brad. We killed Gillif. Yeah, which is the thing you came here to kill. Yeah. So there's this pool of gold. Yeah, in the middle of the island. Um, and Marley's no longer on fire. Correct. Banfor wanders over and trails his fingers through it. Okay. Um, right. Uh, okay, so immediately, Banfor, you get this gold, this like flash of golden light completely encompassing you and it fades and you find yourself standing on a rock in space basically just surrounded by like a dark night starry sky and on a much much larger rock nearby is this huge golden man this like statue of of a of just a man just a very statuesque like greco-roman god kind of man sitting in a throne and he is staring at something in space and then his gaze just turns to you and he just waits. Banfor gives him a little wave. He gives like a little snark, like a little, like kind of side smile, like a sneer. Banfor gives him a slightly bigger wave. (laughs) (laughs) Molly would be able to tell you if she was there that waves don't go that well. Uh, She waved at a queen once and it wasn't great. (laughs) Hug, 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 hug. (laughs) hug always hug this big golden statue man says uh, without moving his mouth so it's like straight into your mind you hear a voice that says you are formidable for a mortal ban for what thank you after watching your performance i see what sorghumul urzak and that little pest haydet see in you well thank you very much i don't feel very appreciated a lot of the time so it's very nice (laughs) Coming from someone of your stature. It's just a pity that (laughs) they are weak and they will soon regret their mutinous machinations. Well, look, it happens to the best of us, mate. You can't be this day every day. At the end of the day, uh, you just got to do the best you can with what you got. (laughs) You have entered my realm uninvited, Banfort Watt. Well, I mean, probably. (laughs) And as with all who have in the past... I will give you a choice. Oh, it's very nice of you. You can die here in this realm right now, and your soul will become just another tiny facet of my power. Cool. Or you can return to your body in the material realm as my unwavering servant. Make your choice. Holy shit. Sorry. (laughs) Molly's not there. So if I die here, right... Do you kill me here, 
or do I like just die here and I don't get to go home at all either? You will just stop being. Oh. You ne- it would be as if you never entered here. You died where you stood. And then if I go back there, it'll just be my body going back there. Correct. One of them Sophie's Choice things, isn't it? <laughs> Can I have a minute? Time is nothing here. Ask if you can come back. Manfor opens his coat and goes, What do you reckon, boys? There's no other living creatures with you. No one answers. He's alone. Even the lice have gone, have they? That's really. I'll, I'll let you have the lice. <laughs> hey, wait, Brad. Can he still roll the what would Marley do roll? Uh, yeah. Yep, sure. Why not? This is still his consciousness, so yeah. Banfor thinks to himself. If you want to. What would Marley do? Okay, so get a, just a straight up 15 on a d20. I can tell you what Arcus would do. He would hug him. A 17. Okay, what would Marley do? Okay, so this is, so I understand the situation. This is him either having to serve like Gillif served or die. Like that's our choices. That's what he's been given. I mean, Marley's... Marley's pretty straight up. You would know her as a rules follower. You would know her as someone who wants to do good for the world. Um, she would probably self-sacrifice. She would. But that might not be what Bamfor would do. But that's probably what Marley would do, given those choices. Because she she put everything into destroying Gillith. Like, she put her, like her whole world into destroying Gillith. So, fuck. This is, like, really serious. Can you imagine? Brad's just like, just kidding. <laughs> he wakes up. It was a dream. <laughs> it's Haydet doing a really good impression. <laughs> yeah, okay. So hang on. Inhuman Grunt just asked, like, what would the god of death think? Can we? Because we can't hear any of the gods in the temple. Can we? Can he hear the other gods here? Because he can hear Crover, right? So This is Crover's absolute domain. No other gods have any power here. Okay. Oh, I just... This is the worst. Does Banffor have his stuff? You've got basic inanimate objects with you. Like my axe sword and all that business? Uh, yeah, but it's like depowered. It's just it's just wood and steel. I mean, basically you'd be facing Mali if you came back as Crover's servant. I mean, that's not... that's. I mean, she's fucking on 2 HP right now. You could take her down to the heartbeat. But, yeah, but like... You know, like that kind of situation. Um, I, what the fuck? <laughs> so Banfor looks up at old big boy and he says, what does he say? He looks up at old big boy and he says, well, here's, here's your problem, mate. Here's your problem. Is even if you gave me two good options, fuck you. <laughs> so how about this? I'll fucking wait. And Banfor sits down. Okay. Um, he says, you have the biggest pair of balls I've ever seen on a mortal. Couldn't give a fuck, mate. Very well. When you are ready to choose, those are your options. For the time being, you are my prisoner. What does that mean we're seeing? What is, like, seriously, what is Marley and Arca seeing right so, now? So, Banfor is now, it just, until he makes a decision, he is eternally sitting on a rock in space in front of a golden man. 
And what Arcus and Marley and Hodge uh, just saw was their friend walk up to a golden pool and like sweep his fingers through it and then just disappear. Just he dissipated into nothing. Like he, he was there and then he stopped being there. Like for all you know, he could have teleported somewhere. Ah, uh, laser water. <laughs> My old nemesis. <laughs> Don't drink from it. Ah. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> Um, oh my god, okay, um, Jules is in shock, <laughs> let alone Marley, um, okay, um, I mean, what's Arcus doing? I have no idea what I'm doing, ah! I, 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 I don't, I, laser, laser water, laser, um, like we wouldn't know to follow in. Uh, can I use my smarty pants to have my second idea of the day? <laughs> yeah. Please do. You can use your smarty pants. Imagine if I had that belt. <laughs> oh no, it can't go into the realm. Um, okay, so you're wearing the smarty pants and you cash in your second good idea for the day? Yeah. And what exactly, what information are you trying to get? Um, uh, if, if we can, uh, if we can get, if we can get Banfall back from whatever's just happened. Okay, so you put together the information that you got from uh, Marley and Banfor about their previous uh, meetings with gods, mm. and so returning god hearts and visiting other gods in their realms and things. And you can have a pretty educated guess. I'd say you're not 100% certain, but you you know you can at least have the idea that he is probably in the realm of Crover. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you can get him back or not is is not really something you could even begin to guess. So, Molly just, like, in total shock of what just happened, rolled a what would Bamford do check? Because... <laughs> You know, because they are, they are, but they, they've been traveling together, even though it's only been for technically just over a month that we discussed game time or whatever. They are connected. They've been through like, a lot. Mentally. Like, they've been through a lot. Yeah. So, and I just rolled a 17, which is just cracking me up, because isn't yeah. that what you rolled? Yeah. Like. So, Oliver, what would Banfor do in Marley's shoes right now? There's nothing living in the room except for the two of them. Uh, three, Hodge. Oh, murder's probably off the cards. Um, to be honest, Banff would probably flip the <laughs> dish um, and start trying to defame the room as much as possible to find or tempt out whatever's taken him away. He needs to find something to fight to make it okay. That's sad. Welcome the jungle dog. Yeah. So Marley like is standing still for a second with her fists like tight staring at the spot that she last saw Bam for thinking really hard like channeling that connection and she just screams in fury of like losing her friend her you know like the person who's been through the most with her and she like thunder waves outwards like into the space and just like destroys like everything in front of her like just pushing everything away and then just screams like Crover how dare you do this to me like just 
Like, come here and face me! Don't take him namelessly! Like, just screaming. Okay. You do that. And that's the end of Band for what? <laughs> Goodbye. I'm not okay. I'm actually really sad. Does anyone else want to go and touch the pool? <sighs> no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we could go in together. <laughs> I'm like real crazy. We could always um figure out a way. Sorry, I'm crying on a live stream. Brad, why did you do this to me? Oh. Should we end the episode? <laughs> and in chapter five? We can oh, save him. I'm sorry, stream. We could always save him. Death is, death is not the <laughs> end. This is, he hasn't even mm-hmm. died. We can, we can totally get him back. It's going to be Marley's next life mission. You watch. Oh. I'll even. I'll stay in this plane of existence to help. She's going to, like... Okay, so Marley's last thing that she does after that, after waiting and feeling that Crover isn't coming, and she just starts running for the entrance so that she can talk to Haydet. Okay. Because Haydet will know what to yeah, do. So there are two ways out. Either you ride Hodge over the moat to go basically back through the dungeon, the way you came in, or you can see daylight coming through the volcano mouth up above. Uh, yeah, I run for Hodge, and I just grab Arcus, and I know Arcus is really light. <laughs> so Arcus is on I the just... other side of the moat, so... Um... That's what I mean. So, like, I run for Hodge, oh, yeah. grab, like, on Hodge, like, grab Arcus, like, throw Arcus over my lap, basically, like, and just, like go screaming for the volcano entrance because I know if I get out I can talk to hate it and I can I can saw all of this like Molly's just like I can make this right I can fix this I I can fix this yeah okay um yep so we will end chapter five by having um you two uh, riding Hodge soaring up out of this volcano and you burst out of the smoke uh hanging around the crater into bright sky and fresh air above and before you have a chance to think or do anything uh, with the locker or hay debt or anything you notice that all around you at a distance because you are up very high in the air there are large creatures wreaking havoc pretty much everywhere you see like giant things flying giant things in the water huge creatures stalking the land and you know you realize that like Okay, it's all back. Everything that's been locked away for 15 odd thousand years is all back. Snap back to reality. Oh, it goes crazy. <laughs> <It goes crying. laughs> He's so sad, but he won't give up that easy. And that's the end of chapter five. <laughs> no, he won't have it. Yeah, and that's the end of the chapter. Eight miles. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm... Oliver, how are you feeling? I feel okay, it was a good send-off. Um, I like that, Brad, very much. That didn't end the way that you wanted it to, so do, do you want to have a quick chat for the live stream now here, or should we save this for our recap Q&A whenever we get round to that? 
Um, what do you reckon? This is your your call, big man. Um, yeah. So originally, my idea was Bamford goes the other way, um, and he has a moment of connection with uh, the dark forces that push him around, and they essentially push him to the point where the tension with Marley bubbles over, and they have it out, and Marley wins, or they have it out, and I mean, someone wins. But I prefer this one. Um, this was a lot more uh, beautiful than that. Full full disclosure, I was like 100% certain when I presented you with that choice because I knew what you wanted. I knew that you wanted to end things on a Banfor versus Marley fight. <laughs> no, well, I thought that it, it would I be mean, a good to be fair, point. To... Um, but when oh, I, yeah, it, it, narr- it, narrative I was aware that that archived. was the option and that wasn't something that I would want to do. Yeah, I was so certain you would pick that. I was like, just death. Like you just click your fingers and Banfor's gone. He won't want that. He'll definitely want to go back, and he will definitely have a fight with Marley and Arcus. Um, and then you chose that, neither. Yeah. Man. Well, I think that the way that Banfor processes things um, is kind of similar. Or obviously, an analogy for me as a person is what's right in front of him is the important thing to deal with and what was right in front of him wasn't the option it was the person making him choose um and that was the problem and and that pushing him around against rather than the option it it could be between any any two things that's that's irrelevant somebody forcing you to choose is the problem perfect that is perfect role play right there that is that could not be better role play cool it felt give you inspiration it felt built to as well i feel like bamf has been making a lot better decisions recently (laughs) like he still almost killed nio but aside (laughs) from that (laughs) he's been like no yeah we'll take we'll uh, we'll befriend the spider yeah Mm. (laughs) yeah no that feels good yeah i feel like in a time of like more peace marley and banfall probably would have come head to head (laughs) but i guess they're shit kind of aligned most of the time like Mm. in the big stuff Mm. aligned most of the Mm. time you know like yeah they had their personal problems Mm. or whatever differences and stuff but like and also marley genuinely cares Mm. about banfor it's gonna Mm. you know like seeing him is going to know that he's gone she just knows that he's gone yeah no but that's what i mean but she's she's going to probably spend the rest of her life trying to figure out what happened and where he's gone you know because it but that's, that's like the, he um, was that's the option it's either that or you have to kill him yourself or be killed by him yeah yeah, so, yeah. Then, but which would wreck her either way yeah 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 i have to say like on a on a personal jules note like oliver you have taught me the most about gaming oh yeah yeah, and I know that you're new, like to D and D. Like this was your first D and D game, Two but years ago. <laughs> you have, yeah, you have challenged what my concept was of gaming okay. so much that I think I am actually a better gamer because of you. Cool. Thank so, you very much. like, that's really happening. Um, yeah, a lot of the time that yeah. I, I don't really know what's going on, and I feel a little bit lost. But um, no, it's. Um, it's definitely something that 
um, it's like emotionally educational, I guess. Like you get to like mm-hmm. play out the thing. Cause obviously all of our people are like pretty fucking broad analogies of ourselves. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's like situational learning or something. And for me, that's really cool. It helps, you know, process yeah. and, and move and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, cool. It's nice that there's yeah. been of use someone outside of myself. Yeah. I think, I, I think you're a fantastic role player. Cool. Like, you know, Fate of Eisen is seriously losing a lot. Thank dude. you very much. Like, I think you're wonderful. Thank you very yeah. much. That's, Genuinely. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, yeah, no I'll, I'll have a little time in the car on the way home, I'm sure. But um, it's been entirely a pleasure. to. Get and to after that, you could maybe have a cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean... Those those tears are very fucking real. They're still there. Like I can still feel them wanting to go. Like oh, yeah. I'm just. This has been an amazing two years. Mm. Just an amazing two years. Yeah. Just so much respect, dude. Thank and I'm. I I know we're losing we're losing you for good reasons. Mm. Like you're doing some really awesome things in your life, and that's why. Um, so full credit to you for that as well. I think that you've like grown personally a lot as well. And it's been awesome to know you through that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm like gutted to lose you, but like pleased for you. Thank you you very much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely a bittersweet symphony. Um, it's definitely, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough because it's like just two years of my fucking life. And we came from sitting in my shitty lounge in Wellington, um to yeah casting out to you know 10 of people um is, <laughs> i mean we were the number four comedy podcast in belgium for a week you don't get those numbers by um, not giving no. a shit and it's great i mean it's, yeah it's you been, know what it's um, been hanging out with a lot of people like we had josh and we had adam and we had um all of our like, irene we had sam and all those like wonderful people obviously alex um through and that's so cool to share that with people and yeah it's it's going to be a very weird feeling next tuesday um we're just yeah. having an evening free <laughs> we'll miss yeah you. cool cool i actually start listening to the podcast now <laughs> <laughs> oh, i would say what are we going to do without you but that's not my responsibility that's brad's <laughs> So, well, Ison's fucked. Ison is fucked. (laughs) So, like, what are you going to do? Yep. Yeah. I just want to say a big shout out to the chat who were here with us live. Um, I'm sorry you had to deal with my crying, um, but thank you for being here. Um, I know some of you are in weird time zones and stuff, and I just really appreciate you coming along. Um, Means a lot. So, thanks. Okay, and that's uh, that's it. That's it. That's us. We. That's all we have to say for now. See you next time, everybody. Bye, See you later, y'all. Bye, fadies. Bye. Bye. Wow, uh, that was epic, uh, Gillif has been defeated again for now uh banfor what has trapped himself in the god of power's realm 
and Mali, Arcus, and Hodge have witnessed the destruction that has washed across the face of Ison. Uh, this is it, everybody. This this is where the story really begins. Um, we are going to have a Q&A episode soon, uh, so make sure you get questions to us while you can. Uh, we will be recapping this chapter, chapter 5, and also saying an official farewell to Oliver, um, who has been an incredible player, uh, co-producer, and just friend uh, throughout this whole Fate of Ice and Journey. Uh, two years playing together, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I couldn't be any more grateful and happy uh, of the time that he's given us and me, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm really appreciative that I've had Oliver to, to share this with. And if you listeners want to ask me or ask Oliver or ask any of us a question uh, that we'll answer on the air, please email as quickly as you can, uh, fateofison at gmail.com, or get in touch with us on one of our various socials. Those are all at Fate of Ison. Um, your Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, all that. Um, and also, we couldn't make the show without the love and support from our amazing Patreon supporters. Uh, those are Alex Wright Robinson, person who wants to stay anonymous, Robert Baldino from Not Quite Heroes Podcast, Irene Cucci, Laura Christine Goodwin and James Blasser from Wheeler Woe Podcast, Side J Hodgkins, Laura Douglas, Mel Ziggler, Roger Afamata, Sam Malcolm from Table Tales, Kydron Fowles, Lyron Flake, Kai Dealer, Rihanna Cavalsa, Kevin Swift from The Dice Cult, Ben Edwards, Victorian Gavin Porter, Daniel Nickers from The Happy Go Lucky Podcast, KP Squished, Alexandra Litkites, and Andrew Evans. Uh, if anybody else wants to show some love for the show, you can do that over at patreon.com slash to check out the various reward tiers. Or you know what? Just write us a nice review somewhere. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, Podchaser. Uh, or if you can't do that, just tell your friends about us. Be like, hey friends, there's a great show called Fate of Ison. I like it and you will too. Um, alrighty, that's, that's enough. That's the end of chapter five. Um, we will see you next time for the uh, Q&A. Thanks for listening, everybody.